Welcome to Maverick Inclusion Dial, where we will discuss all things related to diversity and inclusion on the Minnesota State University Mankato campus, community, and beyond. Good morning, good afternoon, good night, or whatever, anytime you may be listening this to. This is Maverick Inclusion Dial, my name is Ramiro Vino. It's a pleasure to be back here this week. And as you know, we have another topic consisting of diversity and inclusion at MSU Mankato. We have uh, coming back person from the past couple of weeks as well. It's always a pleasure to have you here, Sarah. And we have found a new uh, assistant director of admissions, Oscar Gonzalez at MSU. So we welcome you two to the show. Would you guys like to say hello? Yeah, hey, hi everyone. Uh, great to be on for a third week in a row. Um, always <laughs> a pleasure. Oscar, uh, thanks for being on, and this is your first time on our podcast. It is, yeah. Thank you, Sara and Ramiro, for having me here today. Um, yeah, you know, I'm excited to to be here with both of you and um, you know, charlar for a while. So I'm, I'm good. so yeah. It was it's always good to like have a little time for the cheese So you know, I'm gonna share some of that juicy stuff. Anyways, um, thank you so much for being here today, Oscar, and. I would say we can, we should start to start with this, uh, with maybe some basic information of what does your department do at MSU? Yeah, great question. So, so I work in the Office of Admissions, um, particularly undergraduate admissions. So, you know, uh, primary function is to uh, work, welcome, and accept uh, incoming first year students and transfer students, right? So, we, you know, we have students from um, every single state of the U.S. Um, roughly about 14,500 students here at MSU. Um, you know, and we've been, what is it? I think we just celebrated 150 years, about mm-hmm. three years ago. So, you know, we've been around forever. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I graduated from MSU as well. So I got to experience the uh, the student side of things. And I liked it so much that I, that I stayed here as a, as a um, now working at the staff side. That's awesome. Uh, well, I can definitely see that you love with for MSU. You even are wearing like uh, the uniform. So yeah, uh, I was having here for MSU for so long, and as far as I've been here, I love I love it as well. I mean, I'm still here. It's been six years. Oh, so sure. yeah. Do you have follow up, uh, Sarah? Maybe since you want to know. I mean, like Oscar, you know, I loved it so much I stayed. Um, I met Oscar quite a long time ago when he was still uh, a student who was doing his under, no, you were doing your master's when mm-hmm. I was doing my undergrad. So oh. I've known Oscar for quite some time now. And I've also worked with for him. So mm. we have a nice connection. But Oscar, I know that you're here today to talk to us a little bit about um, kind of the different types of institutions students can look into. Um, especially high school students, juniors and seniors that might be interested in knowing a little bit about, you know, the different options that are out there. Yeah, absolutely. You know, so I would say one of the biggest things about, you know, the higher education experience, you know, if you're, um, you know, about to graduate high school, uh, you know, you're transferring or military and you're coming in for the first time, you know, or even international student, you know, the, the whole process is 
it's a little anxious you know it's 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 got a lot of you know a lot of feelings for a lot of different people so you know i i would say one of the one of the first things that i always um that i was talk about with with parents or, or or prospective students is you know um when i'm giving them tips is you know there there really isn't like the right institution like the you know the right institution for you i think because what it comes down to is that there's a lot of different options for you so what is the best possible option for you at that particular time so so what i mean by that is this you know like let's say you're a um you're a senior you know what, what types of things should you do you know i, I would say <clears throat> try to figure out like who you are as a person like you know if it, you know the ideal the ideal school for you you know is it is it a, is it a small campus is it a large campus you know is it surrounded by nature you know is it in in a big metropolitan area you know like knowing knowing yourself i think you can answer a lot of those questions right away i think i think the problem is is that you know i think society you know or even or these external factors like parents or friends and things like that they almost kind of dictate it for you they always say hey um you know i'm going to be going to this this institution in the west coast you know sounds fun and it, it sounds fun for for me right it sounds fun for that person but the, you know but does it does it fit who you are as a person and and many times it, it might not right so i always say look look just stand back you know take a deep breath and and i think you know by by first doing that initial search of school you can truly answer a lot of those questions by just knowing who you are as a person right now the other thing too is that there are so many choices there's like a two year institutions right two year institutions serve the purpose really well in the sense that um you know general education courses are generally a little bit cheaper you know there's a lot of technical jobs that you can go into it and in two years you come out you know in a very technical field like culinary arts you know like um ele electrician or plumber or things like that uh, you know automotive right so the purpose they serve is is very transactional you know so you um get your genets done in some part transition into your um i, I would say you know it, the, the amount of general education courses that you take when you're doing a technical degree is pretty minimal so usually like you know in math or in english or writing course then you go directly into into your field um but then in two years you're working in that field you know with regards to or your institutions institutions and private institutions right is that you're getting this holistic type of degree right so you cover your general education courses generally you know 40 credits 44 credits things like that now in the whole purpose of that is is to provide you with a well-rounded education which you can use once you get into your major which then you can use to get into your community right so it's a longer process but again you know it's not necessarily a process but it's more of a journey when when you're when you're going into that four year universities you know private institution for your degrees right you know and then and you talk a little bit about the four for a four year private institutions you know generally they're categorized as a liberal arts school so so what does that really mean you know again 
you know, it means a lot to many people, but again, you're getting, you know, that community focused, you know, type of um, usually smaller community type one-on-one, um, you know, education from, from day one, right? So, and, you know, and, and, and I think with a lot of private institutions, they just have their niche, you know, they, you know, they're like, this is what we're known for. This is the type of product we produce. And this is the type of culture and environment that you get. And this is, this is how, you know, we uh, embed that in all of the students, right? So with two years, four years in privates, again, they all have their type of cultural, you know, uh, environment that they give. But I would say one is more transactional. You know, one is, you know, creating like uh, community, you know, focused people. And, and the other one is, um, you know, going one step above that, right? So, um, so you know, so is there a, a right a right one or another? No, and I think you'd see that a lot in with with people going from you know institution to institution. You know, I think there's a lot. It's a very you know the traditional student is not there anymore. The traditional student generally has a lot of credits already, either through ESEO options, right, or through concurrent enrollment in high school. Um, or um, going to going to an institution first and then transferring. So like the whole uh, traditional aspect of, of um, going to school is is so much different now than even I when I went to school. And you, Oscar, brought up a great point. You know that the you know the system now is not as traditional as it used to be. Um, can you talk a little bit about possibly the pros and cons of students doing either PSEO or concurrent education while they're in high school? Yeah, great, great question. So here's the thing with PSEO, right? Going back a little bit about that, it's essentially, you know, you're taking courses while you're, a, uh, while you're in high school, right? And, and many times uh, those courses, you can either, <clears throat> you go to an institution to do uh, for instance, like, you know, college algebra or, or communications or things like that, right? So, you know, it's set up in a way where usually the, 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 the state pays for all of those credits. So there's this co cost value system embedded, right? So if you do well, you can come up with a whole bunch of credits. And at the same time, uh, it doesn't necessarily cost you anything, right? So here's a drawback to that, though that if you go to an institution, you're doing PSEO, so you, you're, you're not in high school, and you're, you're in, technically in high school, but you're not taking high school credits, right? You're taking college level credits, but you don't do well, right? So what that means is that that, that GPA follows you everywhere as well. And, you know, you come in, you know, and, and if, if, and if um, you're not there, um, uh, you know, if you, I don't know what the right word is, but, but if you haven't reached the maturity level yet, you know, even though it's free, even though it's, it's there for you, if you don't take advantage of that, it, it could really hurt your GPA, which means that, you know, even before you start, you know, university, you could, you could be ending up hurting already. Yeah. I mean, and that's a great thing for students to consider as well, you know, um, even though it is a free for them to take those courses before they enter, you know, university, 
they should consider that as well, huh? If if they're uh, not sure if they're going to do well or if they start doing on wall that first semester, probably wise to talk to their high school counselor. I think that's it. I think that's it, Sarah. You know, I think I think what it really comes down to is you'll always hear this, right? Communications, conversations is the key to just being successful, right? So you want to get that information. You you know, ask your counselors or ask maybe even uh, possible friends who are going to be doing those. You know, what are they doing to prepare themselves to be successful during that transition? Because if if you can do it, and many people do. Um, you know, it's 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 really going to uh, economically, you know, financially. You're not going to need to take out that many loans, for example, right? And you're starting out already with a whole bunch of awesome credits already to, you know, to your um, college transcript. Transcript. Right. So I mean, it, it does have the potential of reducing your time at a four-year institution, if done correctly. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, and so I know you mentioned too also, you know, you briefly touched on the differences between, you know, a public and private four-year institution. Is there anything else you kind of touch base on that? Because I know that's something I tend to hear a lot, you know, that one is better than the other and so forth. Yeah, yeah. You know, and I always say it's, it's not necessarily good or bad. You know, I think, I think the question should always be, um, what what fits the culture that I want to be part of, right? And and I think that's important because, um, you know, a, a particular, you know, five hundred or a thousand person campus is going to have. They're going to be they're going to have their own culture, and it's going to be very 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 community focused, right? Where you're probably in a campus of a thousand students most likely you're going to know pretty much everybody at some point, right? While at a university that has, you know, even 20 or, or, or 30,000 students, there's no possible way, right? So so you end up getting a lot of that uh, community focused uh, eventually once you start, you know, being part of the, um, you know, once you get into your major, you know, and I'm just thinking about you know, um, like psychology majors, you know, they, the more, or like law enforcement, right? You keep going and you go and, and then, and then at one point you're doing, you're taking very specific core classes, right? So then you, at the, at kind of at the end of the day, you end up having that community focused option, right? But, but I would say back to your, back to your point. Um, I, I think one of the, one of the first questions that I, you know, that I want to ask is, have you visited those institutions that you're thinking about? I think it's, um, and, and, you know, if you have the option and if you have the opportunity, you know, I would say most institutions, if not all, are super welcoming um, to community members. Um, go and, and visit that campus, you know, ask yourself, is, is, is this the environment that I want? You know, because it's gonna be a give and take. I, I think it's, a, it's a very difficult for an institution to have every single check that you're looking for, truly, you know? Um, so then what that means is that go and visit the campus. Um, if you can, go and, and, and look at, um, you know, what the library looks like, because you're gonna be in there at some point, right? You wanna make sure that A, it has books, B, it has access, 
you know, and 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 see, you know, it's got it's got staff that that's going to be there to you know welcoming staff. Um, you know, also, um, you know, when you're thinking about uh, diversity aspect, you know, what what does that community look like? You know, am I going to be the only Latino there, right? Or am I going to be one of 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 like 500 or a thousand or even more there, you know, person of color, right? So. Um, but you're not necessarily going to know unless you physically go there. You know, you you start looking at the at the websites. Uh, you start seeing, um, you know, what that community, that established community, looks like already, right? And you might be looking for a specific, you know, community. You know, um, I'm, I'm thinking about just veterans or LGBT, or whatever. You know, and I think, you know, and I think you may not necessarily see that during a tour but you should be able to see aspects of that within their um you know within the the institution's websites yeah, um, that's really great advice oscar you know um students should be exploring the other thing i used to see a lot when i was working for admissions was students wouldn't ask questions um, so any advice on how students could prepare themselves to ask questions, especially when they're visiting a college they're interested in? Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know, I would say as simple as, <clears throat> um, you know, I always say, uh, just Google them quick. You know, there's so many templates out there as well. Um, you know, if you have older brothers, sisters, and, and maybe they, they've kind of gone through the game already, I would say, it's fine to do your own thing. Just connect with them still. You know, just say, hey, what did you do? You know, what 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 questions did you ask? Did you learn anything from your experience? You know, and if if you are you know first gen, that's where the value of um, a you know cultural advisor or or you know counselor or even you know a teacher that you trust. Just be like, hey, I'm thinking about going to you know. Um, MSU Mankato, what do you think I should do? What do you think I should ask? What, what is, you know, how do I prepare myself to do that? Um, if you end up going on a tour, most of the time, uh, the tour guides are just, you know, saying all this information about the university, about the institution. And, um, and I would say, just, just bring a little notepad or even on your phone and just start writing a couple, a couple of things that just like, uh, that, you know, um, that perk your ears, you know, and then just ask about it. And, you know, and I know many times, right, when you go into that transition of like seniors and stuff like that, you may not necessarily want to ask questions. Maybe just ask them at, at the very end or gather their their um, their business card and just send them an email. You know, we always, we really want to know how to best help you. But if you don't ask anything and if you don't raise your hand, it's impossible to do it. Yeah, that's true. And I, and I think now, you know, we're all becoming so virtual due to the COVID pandemic. You know, it's probably easier to even connect one on one without having to leave your home now. So, you know, if you right. got if you get that person's business card, you can always set up a, a Zoom meeting. Yeah, you know, and I think that's a great point, Sada. I think one of the, you know, one of the one of the one of the positive things where there's not many right with COVID. But one of the positive things about about COVID is that it has made even the most traditional institution have to be able to to transform itself to a virtual world, right? 
So again, you know, there should be options now of, um, you know, getting a hold of somebody, you know, virtually, or maybe through, um, you know, virtual sessions or, or virtual recruitment events. And and I would say that's one of the things that you really want to look out for, right? Is is uh, hopefully the if if an institution that's a very traditional one, um, you know, hopefully they should have some ways of, of getting connected virtually. So what would be some tips you would recommend to kind of seniors, you know, that summer before they start their senior year to get ready to start applying for schools in that early fall? Yeah. So I would say, so within the Minnesota state system, for example, the whole month of October, you can apply, um, apply online, complete your application the whole way. And the, the, uh, the $20 fee uh, is going to be waived, and I would say about 99% of of Minnesota state institutions, um, you'll be able to apply for them this month and 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 not have to pay that fee. Because if you think about it, if you're applying to like five different institutions, it's like a hundred dollars already. You know, like it, it's tough. It's tough to say goodbye to a hundred dollars that you're not going to get back, right? So, um, but in that sense, uh, this would be a perfect month to apply. Right. Um, the the other thing, if if you're just a senior, again, you know, go and visit different institutions. You know, go and have different virtual meetings that if you can start start shopping around. I think the other thing too is that, um, you know, what I've noticed is that students will meet those automatic admission requirements, or even through a um, appeals process and be successful. Um, you know, and then it, normally an institution will admit you, right, based on those meeting those requirements while you're a, a high school student. Here's the thing, you still need to graduate, right? So at some point, we still need that final high school transcript that says, hey, I gra you know, you graduated, uh, you're good to go. I, I've seen, you know, unfortunately, I've seen students in, in situations where they did well, they graduated, things like that. And we never we never received their high school transcript, their final high school transcript. And then we have to rescind their admission status. You know, so I would say from as soon as you start applying until the very end, make sure that um, you're paying attention to the institution that, you, that, that you've applied for. You know, you do a lot of work, you know, everyone's busy, but until um, you know, make sure that you're, you're checking out those emails. Usually if, if you're missing anything, you're going to be getting something in the, in, in an email format. Um, you know, and then apart from that, uh, you know, after you graduate, you know, it, enjoy that time. It, it's, it's success, right? So you're, it's, it's, it's excitement, you know, for, for getting ready for the next stage. Um, you know, do what you need to do. If that's like working your butt off, you know, or taking a break or doing those types of things but do something that is meaningful for you and then um, be ready to, you know, work hard at the institution you choose. Yeah, that's a really great tips. You know, especially that transition can be hard for some students, you know, going from high school to college. Just like you mentioned, the culture is very different. Um, you know, you, you have to kind of look for the help, uh, which is a little bit different than high school where the help 
tends to come to you when you're struggling. In right. college, it's more, you know, professors are expecting you to be able to follow instructions and reach out to them. So that communication piece is very important, like you mentioned earlier as well. That's it. You know, I, I, I will say, <clears throat> I think one, one topic that doesn't get talked a lot is in an appeals process. Mm -hmm. and, and I'll take a couple minutes to talk a little bit about that. So, you know, so there's two ways to be admitted to most institutions, right? One way is to just meet automatic admission requirements. Um, you know, whatever that is, you meet those in high school and then you, and then you get admitted, right? The other option is through an appeals process. And the, and, the, and the appeals process could be very different for every single institution. So I always recommend, you know, try to find out what those automatic admission requirements are. If you don't meet them, connect with somebody in admissions and say, what's that appeals process look like? With ours, for example, to just kind of give you, you know, a, a, a perspective on that is, for those students who don't meet automatic admission and automatic admission for us is being in the top 50% of your, your senior class or having a cumulative GPA of a 3.0. Okay, so if you don't meet one of those, then um, information would be sent to you normally that um, we need additional documents from you to make a full, to make a decision, right? So those documents um, is are a, uh, a personal letter uh, indicating, you know, kind of what happened throughout your senior year, what happened throughout your your four years of high school. You know, I would say generally talk about the downtimes. You know, what happened? Was there, you know, a family situation? Was it a personal situation? Was it a combination of, of a whole bunch of things? I want to know what happened. You know, and then I want to know within that personal statement is how did you climb up? from it, you know, because if, if a similar situation happens at MSU, how are you going to climb out of that again? You know, because we want to make sure that you're successful. The last thing we want is that you come here and you end up with a whole bill and you, you know, you never graduated. Right. So, uh, or you, you, or, or, you know, you are, you get um, suspended because of, of ac uh, um, academic reasons. Right. So we want to make sure that you're going to be successful. Right. Um, and then at the same time, you know, let us know what you're interested in at MSU, you know, or the institution, right? Uh, is it aviation? You know, is it a particular, you know, professor that studies something or is it a specific skill that you want to get out of, right? So, so tell us a little bit more about that. Usually I'd say, you know, make a double space, you know, times New Roman, you know, 12 inch font, you know. Um, and then the next thing you need is a letter of recommendation. So that letter, again, should ideally um, collaborate with, with what you're saying within your personal statement, right? So <clears throat> generally those, those letters of recommendation should indicate something positive about you, but they should really talk about <clears throat> your strengths as a student, right? And, and maybe talk a little bit about um, how you have progressed through those, through those um, problematic situations, you know. So those are two; those, those are the two items that we need, and those really truly represent um, two strong statements, you know, that that could definitely move, um, help you in the appeals process. Right. 
And I think also to Oscar, I don't think you mentioned it, but we also need a, at least at MSU, they require for the students to send in a new transcript so we can see their, their progression as well. Right. Yep, that's true. Well, I would say that was some very important information. Um, where were you when I was in high school, Oscar? So, <laughs> right. I, I, I I feel like the main takeaways from this is like well, students have options. They don't only have to go to these four-year schools. They also can look into technicals. And even like during their during high school, they can start like already making plans for college, which is which is awesome. Even if they get rejected, they can appeal. I didn't know that. So yeah, thank you so much for sharing that, Oscar. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and I think that's it. You know, I think. Um, you know, I think that, you know, there's institutions that you can get your degree all online. You know, there's institutions where it's just the traditional format and you can't get anything online. You know, so so I think it's one of those where uh, start asking those questions, you know, and I always welcome those questions, you know, um, and I think, you know, both of you do as well. And in the sense that, you know, we're in higher ed because we want to help people we want to help our community right so i think anytime um you know we've we've gone through the process already you know we know the the ups and downs you know we know that um you know the the heavy night of, of sometimes not sleeping for a while because you know so we've gone through it and and because we've gone through it you know it also means that you can go through it too at some point, right mm-hmm. but, um so, so that's one of the things is is you know, I, I think the more we have community focused within higher ed, I think the more uh, we can truly help, um, you know, others, right? Get through the process too. Mm. Any last words of wisdom before we close out for the day, Oscar? Yeah. Um, that's always a tough question, right, Seta? <laughs> right. So, you know, what I would say is that, um, it's true. It's stressful. It's a stressful situation, but uh, that that truly shouldn't dictate your experience. You know, it, you know, make it fun. You know, make it a fun experience. Make it make it a fun journey. And and once you select that path, just just you know, keep in mind that um, that path might lead to something else. You know, might lead to a different major, and that's going to be okay. That might lead to a different institution. And that's going to be okay too, right? So I think I think the, you know, the the the, the traditional thought that uh, you got to know, you know, when you're like two, what you want to do with the rest of your life, it is is not necessarily there anymore. You know, it it's um, it, it's full of turns and and upside downs and and different paths, and and that's totally fine, you know. Um, and you might be one of the one of the lucky few where um, it doesn't experience that, but. But even then, that's, you know, that was the path that you chose. So that's it. All right. Well, thank you, Oscar. That was uh, some really great words of wisdom for us, for our listeners. Shamido, I'll let you take it away. Thank you, Sarah. Uh, I would say, I'm just be repeating Sarah's words that that was like very important information. And hopefully our students took notes. Honestly, I would have had like a notepad if I were applying for college right now. But mm-hmm. I would say, um, besides uh, besides what we discussed about, uh, we're always welcome to like any questions from our students. So you guys can always can shoot us an email and like uh, uh, we'll have 
an email for diversity inclusion in general? Yeah, they can actually find, well, they can find Oscar's information on the MSU website under their admissions page. So just www.msu.edu. And usually you just click on that admissions is pretty much on that home uh, page, or you can just search admissions. You can just put in Oscar Gonzalez on the search bar on our website and it'll pop up his name with a link. Um, they can always find my information that way too. Just going on our website, either typing in Latinx affairs or diversity and inclusion, um, they can find it right on our website. So pretty easy to navigate as well. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. So students don't have to feel alone. They can always reach out, like Oscar mentioned, ask questions. I think that's very important. Uh, I would say that's, that's all I have about the like, topic today. I would love to ask you how are you coping with the pandemic, Oscar? Maybe you want to share that. Right. No, I mean, I, I think uh, just like everyone else, right, a day at a time, you know, so, um, you know, I think uh, at any at any time, anything can change. Right. So we just got to take it easy and uh, take it a day at a time. So that's it. I like that. Uh, we're living some odd times. And yeah, I hope you guys are doing well. And I will say that's as far as the podcast goes, unless you have some final comments, Sarah. No, we're all good to go here. We're good to go. So, again, uh, my name is Ramiro Vina. Uh, this is Maverick Telling, Maverick Inclusion, that I got the name right. And um, you guys like to say goodbye? Oh, uh, see you guys around and thanks for having me again. See you later, everyone. Thank you. Have a lovely rest of your day. I hope you guys are doing well and I will say that's as far as the podcast goes unless you have some final comments Sarah. No, we're all good to go here. We're good to go. So again, uh, my name is Ramiro Vina. Uh, this is Maverick Telling, Maverick Inclusion that I got the name right. And um, you guys like to say goodbye? Uh, see you guys around and thanks for having me again. See you later everyone. Thank you. Have a lovely rest of your day.